Hey, what's up? My name is DeAndre Kiera, and you are tuned in to a new episode of Just Let It Go podcast. Thank you all for joining us and tuning in. This is a really um, fun podcast because today we are day four. Well, when you guys will be listening to it, it'll be day five of the Just Let It Glow 31 Day Glow Up Challenge. So I'm going to run it back for y'all and tell y'all what this is. So beginning October October 1st to October 31st, we are embarking on a new glow. And one one of the challenge rules is to refrain from social media within the first hour you wake up. This will help you start your day with positivity and good vibes without the unnecessary mess and destruction social media can bring your way. Number two, start your morning off by listening to a positive playlist, podcast, or audio book that uplifts your spirit. Uh, Let's bring more positivity into your day. Tap into some great vibes. So number three, move your body three, four times a week for 30 minutes to gain endorphins. It can be anything, walking, stretching, Pilates, line dancing. I don't care if you do the tissy roll for 20 minutes, crit walk, grab a hula hoop, just move your body. Um, Four, read a book that challenges your thought process. So it could be a self-help book. It could be a book that you've been wanting to read for a long time. It could be the Quran. It could be the Bible. It can be... Um, just a fiction book that you, you just want to read a book to get into reading again. Like just pick up a book and read at this point and rinse your mind. Um, and try to journal throughout the process. You know, you don't have to journal about the challenge. You can try to journal about how you're feeling that day. Um, some mindful meditation. You can, uh, just journal about anything, you know, write some great things about yourself, um, write things that you love, write things that you want to see happen, manifest through a manifestation um, entry, you know, whatever. Anyway, either way it is, November 1st, we're going to be walking into a whole new glow up. And um, we're going to put in the work this month. So let's go join. Follow me on Instagram to get more details at JST Let It Glow. And let's get into our show real quick. Y'all. I'm going to tell you about my process with the challenge. I'm good with everything. I'm doing so good with everything except for the social media thing. I did not know that I was such a, it was such a habit for me to wake up. Even if I don't do it in the first moment I wake up, I still do it early. It'd be like three minutes later and I just jump on it and it's like, no, 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 no. Like, no, I need to record Like, I just need to, um, like, not do it. I need to look at my phone. I need to open up the Bible app, open up some uh, manifestations, some affirmations. Because for some reason, I just, like, go straight to my Instagram. But I think what I'm going to do, I think I'm going to lock my phone, my Instagram up until, like, 10, 11 o'clock. Because I usually wake up no later than 7. Like, 7 is, like, the usually the latest I'm up. So I think I'm going to lock my Instagram until from, like, 1 in the morning to, like, 11 at night. So I can't log into it. Like, if I log into it, I got to put a passcode in. And that's some real um, Joe shit if I put a whole passcode in just to access my Instagram when I ain't even supposed to be on it. 
So, yeah, discipline is looking real different for everybody. And um, I like it. I like it. I didn't realize it was that much of a challenge. Um, I'm on my second workout this week. I got two more workouts I'm going to do this week at least. And um, I read a little bit. I talked about it on um, the live. Oh, yeah, I meant to mention this. On Sundays, we are going live at 8 p.m., on our Instagram page to talk about our progress, talk about the books we're reading, how our week's been, things that we're working on. I had a really great time on the live this week. It was such a great sisterhood, a great conversation that was having so interactive. So shout out to everybody that joined. If you want to join the vibe, meet some really dope people. Um, Tapping into our live on Sundays, all October at 8 p.m. I will be there and we're going to have a time. So Join the Glow family. Don't be shy. Tip and tell us what's tea and let's blow up together because we're going to be in a new vibe, a new space, and you're going to finally cut that nigga off that you've been needing to cut off. So I know. Y'all ain't got to tell me. I know. We all got one. So it's okay. Um, child, this week has been particularly messy, but y'all know what? One thing about me, I find the mess. I find lessons or deeper conversations within us. Like, I don't know why. I just, I'm just a deeper thinker. Like, I just don't think about things on the surface level. I just think things like just a little bit deeper and we're going to get into it. But first, I'm going to sit here and tell y'all, Beyonce, 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 how you going to drop a movie trailer to a tour that ended the same night you dropped the trailer? And tell us to spend our heart after we spent money, this whole tour buying merch, going to the concerts, buying that expensive ass stadium food and water. Water was $12. How do you then tell us to sit there and buy movie tickets? And we did. And it's going to be a vibe. And I can't wait. And I hope y'all bring the vibe. I hope we bring all bring the winter renaissance looks. I'm... I already got an idea of how I want to give it. I already got an idea on how I want to give it, what I want to bring to the table, um, all of that good stuff. So I'm with it, you know. Um, one thing also, I am ready. I'm ready for fall to be fall. Like I hate, I hate red October. Like I hate for it to be like one day is cold. One day is 80 degrees. The next day is 65. The next day is 52. And then it's 75 again on Sunday. I hate that because I never know what to wear. Or I hate when it's like cold as shit when I got to go to work in the morning, like 50 degrees. And then when I leave, it's when I walk out the door for work, it's 80 degrees. And then I'm, I got only stick ass slacks and a sweater and everything else. And I'm just hot as hell and I'm irritated. That's neither near here nor there. It just made me think about it when I was talking about the winter looks for the Renaissance tour. I mean, not the tour, the um, movie. And then I saw right before I started recording, I saw that somebody tweeted and was like, oh, how's she calling it? a war tour? And she ain't go to Africa. Ain't that her motherland? And I'm like, pause, bitch. Y'all got to stop doing this dumb shit. Y'all got to stop trying to act like Beyonce is anti-black. She ain't go to Asia. She ain't go to Antarctica. She ain't go to Australia. 
She didn't go to South America. She went to Europe and um, America, United States and Canada. That's three different uh, countries, or not even countries. That's three different uh, continents, really. Well, no, that's two different continents. But y'all get what the fuck I'm trying to say. Like, and like this lady on TikTok said, like, um, this is a very gay, black ass album and tour. Why would she send anywhere where her staff may not be comfortable, where her fans may not be comfortable? Like, really figure it the fuck out. And two, it was a world tour. She traveled across the fucking world and back. Europe is not 20 minutes away, bitch. Y'all always trying to say some smart shit. Y'all can watch it in the movies or streaming. Like, stop being assholes to my girl. Because she really, really be being nice to y'all. And I don't really get why. But I promise by the end, mid, by the end of this year, once the movie dates drop, I'm pretty sure Beyonce will be a billionaire by herself. And she is the moment and we're gonna talk about her all the time because this is a beyonce stand loving podcast but next what we're gonna get into is someone leaked um footage from kanye west documentary that were scraped so he had a documentary a couple of years ago and the this footage wasn't used in a documentary and someone decided um to share it leak it to blogs and post it on twitter and it has been going viral as he has said some not so nice things about different artists and um what appears to me when i saw one of the videos and i didn't want to continue to watch it because i felt like it was a very he was in a very um i don't want to diagnose him but it looked to be like he was having a bit of a manic episode and was ranting and saying things that he probably wouldn't say or went out later when, you know, he is outside of that realm that he was in at the moment. And I just feel like y'all always be like, oh, mental health this and mental health that. But when y'all really see it in y'all faces, y'all engage and y'all critique and y'all talking shit about him. But when reality, this man needs help. Y'all can't keep saying mental health manners, mental health manners, but then y'all exploit it. To fucking record him, first of all, during an episode that anybody with eyes could see that this is, you know, he's rambling, he's irate, he's just talking about the most random of things, he's ego tripping. Like, anybody with a conscience would not have kept recording it. Let alone put it out there. And I will say, I haven't seen any of the celebrities that were mentioned comment on it. And y'all stands have gone on to keep posting it as a way to prove why you don't like a certain artist. That's insane for y'all to do that. That's so asinine. And y'all are such assholes for doing that because at this point, Stop doing that stand culture stuff. Please stop it. Y'all don't like Cardi B. Kanye West says she's a, um, in the video, he says she's an industry plant. I just feel like I don't know if that is Kanye talking or if that is the diagnosis speaking at that moment. Or, you know, because he said a lot of things. He said things about Tiana Taylor. He said things about Pusha T. 
He just said a lot. And I think sometimes y'all just got to stop exploiting people. He has been very quiet. And I really pray that he is working on his mental health. But y'all got to remember, it don't look cute. It's not cute. It's not wrapped up in a pretty bow with anxiety. Just saying, oh, yeah, you know, I have anxiety. So, you know, I'm super duper anxious. That's not how it always looks. It looks like an episode. It looks like ego tripping. It looks like, you know, someone crying out for help. It's not nice. It's not pretty. And at this point, y'all really had to do a check with yourselves before y'all sit here and try to leak shit and exploit people in their most vulnerable moments. It's not cute. It's not funny. And I really commend the celebrities that were mentioned um, not to speak on him at all. Y'all, he's not even a fucking problem. Shit. You motherfuckers are. They just always feel like everything is tea. Everything ain't tea. Some shit is just really egregious. And some shit is just not funny. But, you know, people going to engage in what they want to engage in. Um, What else I want to talk about? Oh, I was watching. this. I was watching... um, Carlos King, he is a reality TV show producer. He also has his own podcast where he interviews different reality stars about their um, come up and about um, where they are right now, how they started in reality TV, some of their biggest moments, blah, blah, blah. Um, I think I talked about him before. Um, He had had a really good interview with Kenya Moore a couple of weeks ago and Nene Leakes. And this week, he decides that he wants to interview Little Scrappy. And it's not even really about Scrappy. I'm just giving y'all background knowledge to have a further conversation. So during the interview, Scrappy discussed his divorce to his ex-wife, Bambi, that is also on Love & Hip Hop. The two share three children, uh, five under. I think they're like all five and under. So I think she has a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a two-year-old. Well, yikes. That's a lot of kids back to back like that right so during i think they were married for about seven years so he says that while they were married he didn't feel like she loved him that he started talking to his ex diamond from crime mob pretty much because he wasn't getting love at home and he wasn't as secure and confident in I guess, like, his appearance or where he is in life. And Diamond was kind of pouring into him. And he felt like those were things that a wife should do and that she didn't do it. And um, that he felt like she didn't love him and she didn't show love. And um, that also the the reason why she left him wasn't serious enough because he has done worse to other women in the past. And that because he didn't cheat, he does not understand why she decided to break up with him. So we're going to unpack this because I feel like this is a lot of layers. And this isn't specific to Scrappy or that situation because, like, loving hip-hop is trash TV. But I do think that it opens the door for real conversations amongst real people, right? First things first, I think it's very poignant to mention that this woman was pregnant majority of their marriage. She had one baby. After that baby was a year, she got pregnant again. 
that baby wasn't even a year old and she got pregnant again. She was pregnant three different times within the seven-year marriage. That means she has never been totally out of postpartum. She goes from postpartum to pregnancy hormones. Hormones, postpartum. Hormones and postpartum. Like she has never completely been able to even feel how she may have felt prior to children. She has not felt like herself in this entire time she has been pregnant. Her emotions have been up and down and through the fucking roof. She has had three babies. Three babies. Back to back. Your children. Three children. And I know y'all, not y'all that listen to the podcast, but people out there, I know people like to um, blame women for getting pregnant, but women can't get themselves pregnant, right? Let's remember that. So I just feel like where is the grace extended for women? Why do why do, why is that a problem? Why is her wifely duties questioned? Because she had to focus on being a mother to her three babies. That means when she had her last child, when she gave birth to her last child, her oldest child was two. Going on three. I just seen her her Instagram before I recorded because I wanted to make sure her youngest child is two years old. Just turned two this summer. Her middle child just turned three this summer. Her oldest child might be five going on six. You know how much the body, the mind went through? And as her husband, you decide to seek validation in other places. You feel unfulfilled because she was focused on being a mother. I watched that show. She has cried about needing support, needing help, not feeling like herself. But everybody ignores that because she's cold. And I think y'all never consideration why somebody might be cold or quiet or not um, not very forthcoming. Y'all don't know everybody's traumas. Y'all really don't know everybody's traumas. And y'all can't sit there and just be like, oh, well, she's not as loving. You knew that before you married her. You knew that. she's She has three kids. Your kids. What have you done to really support her mentally? No. Wait, what y'all do is give flowers when a bitch is postpartum. And give her a kiss on the head and tell her she's beautiful one time. And you think that that's supposed to heal the fucking mental anguish that she is going through. Depression is not pretty. And when you decide to love someone through that, you have to be present. You have to provide them the space too. And you have to, you know what? After the first time when she was um, withdrawn, maybe you shouldn't have got her pregnant two more fucking times. For her safety. For the safety of yourself. For the sake of your marriage. That's one part of it. The second part that I did not understand is why do y'all police women's tolerance? Why is it that a woman cannot just be fed up? And we're going to get into more boundaries. But how do you judge a woman's tolerance? 
He said that he did a lot worse to other women that it didn't leave him. And he was a good man and didn't cheat on him. The only thing he did was text his ex. And if y'all don't watch the show or like I was listening to Black Girl Brunch and Iman said, I try to explain things for people if they're like, listen, eight years from now. So I'm just going to explain it because love and hip hop might be extinct when those people. So I take that advice from my good friends over there at Black Girl Brunch. So y'all got, you guys should go ahead and tune into them. So, if you don't watch Love and Hip Hop, or like I said, this is eight years from now, and you want to go ahead and listen to what the hell I got to say, um, Black Girl, I mean, Love and Hip Hop, Atlanta, Scrappy had um, a baby mama named Erica, ex-girlfriend slash baby mama named Erica, that he shared his oldest daughter with. He also used to be in a relationship with this woman named Diamond from a rap group called Crime Mob. He also had a friend that they never got out of their situationship named Shay that used to be on a TV show called Flavor of Love. And he also dealt with Bambi. During this time, he would overlap between these four women. And it seemed that way for like at least 10 years. He overlapped greatly with these four women that for some reason, he always had his hands in the jar with. So as his wife, knowing that these people are people that for some reason, when he's around them, he is very drawn to them or weird things can happen or there is some form of chemistry there. Um, and it might be because of the fact that he needs more, he wants love in a space, in a way that he didn't receive it growing up and that, you know, whatever. I don't feel like diagnosing this nigga, but anyway, why can't I say, Hey, I will help you. I will work through our issues, but what I can't have is you dealing with these women on any type of level. Like, that's a hard boundary for me. Like, I will not tolerate. It's a lot of shit that I got to deal with when it comes to you. And these bitches are not it. Not only that, but I also had three children that I'm raising. And I'm trying to keep my head above water. And I'm trying to allow you the space to do what you feel like you need to do for what's best for you, right? Like, let's talk about it. Let's really talk about it. So she sat there and she decides, hey, this man went here and decided to go on and text this girl that I told him specifically, this girl, if I ever see you deal with her, I will be done. Your ex-girlfriend that cheated on you with Soldier Boy, your ex-girlfriend that for some reason, you move like you you treat her like she's the one that got away. Y'all had a very toxic and tumultuous relationship where y'all cheated on each other back and forth. And you have some type of energy that you just can't get enough of when it comes to her. And I can't trust your judgment. Even if you say, hey, we're friends, I can't trust your judgment in that. I am not going to stress myself out when I am barely able to take care of myself take care of these kids, 
help you stroke your ego and all the drama that it comes with dealing with a man like you and a mother like yours and everything else that we don't know. I got to go. I got to leave. I got to break up. How does that make her the bad person? Because you felt like other people have done worse or you have done worse to other women and they did not leave you. You do not get to police why somebody cannot have that as a boundary. And I tell y'all this all the time. One thing about it, two things for sure. Men have clear boundaries. Men do not fuck around when it comes to their boundaries. If you do something that they have specifically told you that they don't like, they don't want you to do, that y'all had a discussion about it, you agree, like, no, they said, listen, that that baby daddy of yours, he don't need to come out my, he don't need to drive into my driveway. He don't need to come to my door. You take your child and you meet him at the curb. Y'all dead ass will not let that baby daddy drive into that driveway. Because if you will, it will be a thing. They will, he will feel disrespected, and we acknowledge that, even if it's absurd. Men, stop letting men violate, or people in general, especially men, though, violate your fucking boundaries. Men don't fuck around when it comes to their boundaries. They really, really don't. Most men, I'll say. I don't say all men, because I know some men that, um, you know, have no boundaries. I've dated a couple of those. But for the most part, you do a man how he do you. Oh, baby, it's a problem. So I respect, you know, old girl for leaving when she did. I respect it because at this point, he he has this weird relationship with these women. It's very toxic. They The fact of the matter that everybody is mad at Bambi and nobody is mad at Scrappy. And he keep, he keep doing too much. And it's like, if this is the woman, you're not going to hold your wife as a placeholder and then seek relationships with your ex-girlfriend. I don't care how far y'all got, how far y'all didn't get, you didn't have sex. Y'all probably talked about it. Y'all teetered at it. There is always, like, there is some, everybody got somebody that they just have an instantaneously chemistry with there is somebody i dated in my past where it's like we just have a very great chemistry if i were to get married and this person is a friend of mine that would be so disrespectful to my husband because i know that me and this person just have a chemistry that would never just be just friends and it will always teeter at the borderline of disrespect even if I'm married, he's married, we're not doing anything, we cannot be in touch with each other at that point. It's too disrespectful. That is what it is. That's a clear boundary. And if you loved your wife the way you want us to believe you did, you wouldn't have ever even crossed it. Shit, if you loved yourself, fuck her. Shit, if you loved yourself, you wouldn't have been fucking with Diamond. Because that's a type of embarrassment that can't nobody come out of. So forever, if you loved your damn self, that wouldn't be some somebody you would deal with. But, you know, I digress. Because if you really love somebody, I, I, I'm not embarrassing you. Or I'm not making no other woman feel like, if I was a man, I ain't making nobody feel like another woman feel like she got a one-up on you. 
if I'm married, I ain't gonna let no nigga ever believe that he got something over my husband or he can have me whenever he want me, however he want. Never, never, ever, ever, ever. So I commend Bambi. Like, you know what? I'm gonna take care of myself. If I gotta be alone, it is what it is. And if he kept saying he didn't, she didn't love him, she think that she um she used him. And I think you used her too. I think that you wanted a wife. I think that you wanted a family. I think that you wanted the life that you did not grow up with, but it just wasn't with the person that you wanted it to be. For you to even say on that podcast that you don't know if you and Erica will ever be back together, but you're not opposed to it, that's crazy. You just got divorced, nigga. That's crazy. Y'all both done had little-ass kids. That's crazy. And y'all always confused. Y'all is always confused. And y'all always want to teeter around talking about boundaries and about what somebody should have a tolerance for. I'm going to tell you this like this. You cannot sit here and tell me what to be tolerant of. I don't care what you did with the last bro. That's like saying I left you because you screamed at my face in public. And I was like, you know what? I don't like that. That's a hard boundary for me. And a dude like... But did I slap you, though? <laughs> but I slapped my last bitch, but I ain't slapped you. But did I slap you, though? I don't care what you did with her. I don't care about none of it. I don't care if you if you flirted with the barista at Starbucks and I'm pissed off and I'm over it. I'm done. It's a wreck. But you telling me how you had a baby on your ex. I don't care. Don't compare me to no other woman. Her tolerance ain't got nothing to do with mine. It don't. And my pe- and even for real, for real, I'm going to be honest, the peace of mind that I have now, I really don't think that my tolerance in a relationship would be super high. Because I'm not no little girl. I'm a grown grown. Y'all know my birthday coming up, be the big three three. So I'm not dealing with certain things that I would have think it was just relationship rewards at 23. I'm not doing it. If you are bold enough to disrespect me, you better be bold enough to walk away from me. So if you don't understand that, and then to know that she had a problem with this, but you just wanted to argue with the fact that it wasn't that big of a deal to you, instead of trying to fix it, and now you're gaslighting and do a spirit a smear campaign is interesting. But you have yet to address these women that have all said that you have gotten credit and stuff in their names and you ain't have no money and they blah blah blah. They was talking real bad about you on them loving hip hop specials. But you want to smear this lady. It's something in the milk and clean with your fine ass. You Scrappy is fine to me. He's like a country boy fine. But he ain't shit, and neither is that mama. And she might not have nothing to do with this, but she got everything to do with this. Because she was a piss poor ass mama who lacked fucking boundaries and who violated Scrappy's growing up in an effort to make money that now he does not understand what it looks like for other people to have boundaries because he has found a way to forgive his mom for the traumas that he endures so therefore he feels like love is unconditional and i was i'm here to tell y'all love is very conditional you can love people through the the uh the the through the deaths 
You can love people at different levels. You can love people as things change. You can love people for who they are. But when it comes to loving yourself, you love yourself unconditionally. You make yourself happy. You love you unconditionally. Because if you love you unconditionally, you ain't no way you'll love somebody else unconditionally. You love yourself through everything. Unconditional love is a toxic-ass way of accepting bullshit from people. I can't love you through you violating me. I can't love you through you abusing me. I can't love you through taking advantage of me, for putting me at a disadvantage. I can't love you through that. I can love you through sickness and health. I can love you through, you know, money woes. I can love you through most of life things. But when it comes to how you treat me, I can never swallow the weight. I can't never swallow disrespect. I can never swallow pain and misery that I have more bad days than happy days. So when I say ain't no, I only love me unconditionally because then that allows me to treat people accordingly. Because if I love you unconditionally, then somewhere I'm not loving myself properly because now I'm just allowing bullshit to happen. So, yeah, that won't be in my vows. Y'all put that shit in y'all's, but it won't be in mine's. What else are we chatting y'all? This is not going to be a long show because it's a slow business. I've been busy working. I've been working, working, y'all. My job is making me earn my check. I've been working, working, honey. And um, with the challenge and stuff going on, sis been busy. So I don't know what's really going on up in these streets. But what I do know is what's going on in these TikTok streets. It makes me want to talk to y'all today about that. So I really don't have a lot of topics. But this one might take a little minute because it's going to take a lot to unpack. Because like I said, it's messy. Y'all know I am addicted to And I'm going I'm to find real conversations and real shit within this mess but bear with me with the mess because we're going to get to the real life lessons within the mess because this is not a foreign thing that does not happen to people you know what i mean and i think there's about time where we take charge of our lives and just stop letting shit occur but i'm also going to commend this queen because her level of boundaries really inspired the shit out of me this week i ain't gonna hold you so let's get into it. So there is a TikTok couple, the Lockhart. So it's Rayshandra. They're lesbians. They're lesbian black couples. Rayshandra and LaShandra. So just so I won't get confused, I'm going to call Rayshandra Ray, and then I'm going to call LaShandra LaShandra, okay? Because their names are very similar, you know? Black people in the 80s. Oh, wait. LaShandra. They might not even be her name. I'm going to call her LaCondra because that's what they call it because she's a fucking con artist. So Ray is, I don't know if y'all ever seen her on TikTok. She does like the fake equations on like um, like life lessons and stuff. So y'all might have seen her. She's a brown skin, dark skin plus size woman. Um, I had first saw her content because um, she was talking about the Renaissance tour. And then I went down a rabbit hole and was just like looking at her content. I followed her. And um she you she's a plus size influencer and model. She has a boutique. 
Um, and she's married to a woman named Lacandra. That's what they call her down at the TikTok. So we're going to call her Lacandra. And Lacandra is, I believe, a pastor and um, a property manager for an apartment, a low-income apartment complex in Louisville, Kentucky. This is all important, y'all. So last week, mind you, Ray has a following of $2 million on TikTok. So she's making bank. She's a big deal. She's a big deal. She gets flew, flown out for appearances. She does modeling. She's at different fashion events. She's all a part of the inclusivity scene, and she's really trying to make a change in public. I mean, not in public, and plus-size fashions and things like that. So she's been working, and she's been working for a very long time. She... um. So I had saw that she was stating that last week she stated that her and her wife are no longer together and that once she's ready to talk about it, she will. And that it has been taking a toll on her, you know, whatever, whatever. So boom, people start going back to her content and they see that in August, everything was good. Like what happened? It's like the end of August. Now it's the end of September and y'all getting a divorce, but everything was looking good. So people start speculating. Lacondra then decides to get her ass up on the app, the clock app, and try to throw like subliminals like, oh, you know, some people, you know, you can't love everybody. And just trying to gaslight the situation as if Ray had did her wrong, right? So then Ray had posted this video where this they call her um, this very, very attractive stud is opening up a car door for her. Now, I thought it was the fucking Uber driver. Everybody say that's her new boo. I think I still call it the Uber driver, but old girl was very handsome. I will say that. She was very handsome. She was very well put together, and her body was too. So she was. She looked like an upgrade from, you know, Miss LaCondra. I ain't going to hold y'all Miss Lacondra is Miss Lacondra as far as the looks. You know, she is her. So, sorry, y'all. Sorry about that. Yeah, somewhere I had to check my notes. So, look, so after that, people start speculating about how they feel like Ray switched up on Lacondra because Ray was bigger and she had the sleeve, um, the gastric sleeve surgery and lost over 120 pounds in the last year. So, Ray Ray, she had to get up on TikTok and let them know, like, no, bitch, I've been that bad bitch. I lost weight for health reasons. But I was a bad bitch at 350 pounds. I'm a bad bitch at 220 pounds. Y'all got me fucked up. Please understand. I've been had this violent. I've been tea. I've been pulling people. Don't ever get it confused. This ain't about no superficial shit. Mind your business and leave me alone. Okay. But Kondra ass is still throwing subliminals and doing weird shit, right? So, Ray Ray decides to go on live. And mind y'all, I ain't get this on the back end of, like, screen recordings. My ass happened to be up trying to go to bed so I can go to the gym in the morning. And was just scrolling on TikTok until I got tired. And I came across Miss Ray Ray's live. And baby, <laughs> The live had me up. I was in my bed screaming. It was tea. So basically what had happened was 
Miss Ray Ray is spilling tea on why she's divorcing LaCondra. So Ray Ray is like, okay, um, boom. First of all, I found out that she didn't like my daughter and she was saying shit about my daughter for a while. My daughter finally told me that she'd been saying some rude shit and she was just saying that my daughter needs to grow up and not ask me for money. First of all, that's my child. Don't ever speak to my child about what I need to do for her because you're 46 years old and you be asking your mama for money. Why the fuck can't my 22-year-old ask me for money? Bitch, don't ever cross that line when it comes to me and mine. Also, let's also, let's... T -t 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 Ray Ray kids are grown and don't live with her. So, boom. So, she like, uh, Lacondra, you did as be asking your mama at 45 years old, can you borrow money? Why the fuck are you clocking the money that I give my young adult child? Like, you got me fucked up. Also, look, Ray Ray has spoke about in the past that about 10 years ago when she was, when she had her, you know, when her kids were younger, she was homeless for some time. So that's a big trigger for her. She always makes sure her money is good. She don't let nobody be in charge of her money, right? So boom. Come to find out. So her and her daughter at the end of August are backing out of their driveway, out their garage, and see that it is a paper on their front door. So she, her daughter's like, Mom, what's that at your front door? It's sticking out the front door. So... She like, I don't know. I'm going to go grab it. She grabs it. Bitch, why the fuck is it an eviction letter? Mind you, I know I told y'all that she got 2 million followers on the TikTok. And I'm not going to say followers equal money. But if you do the math, TikTok is the most paying uh, social media app right now. And she also has YouTube, Instagram, and things like that. She has 2 million followers. I'm just going to go on and say that she brings home some good bank in sponsorship from ads and from the TikTok fund. So you can't tell me she's not getting good money where she can't afford rent. If my black ass can get up and afford rent, I know her black ass can too. Okay? So she's like, what the fuck? Like, I know I, I, I just gave her money for September's rent. So I know damn sure I paid August rent. What the hell's going on? She also peaked this. Her wife is a property manager. So why the fuck wouldn't she know that her wife, like, why wouldn't her wife pay the rent? You're a fucking property manager. For another apartment complex. Like they don't even. Two plus two don't even equal four at this point. It's equaling 17. So at this point she called her wife. Her wife like oh I don't know. Maybe it's like a clerical issue. Don't worry about it. Go on your trip. And I'll follow up with them. So um, Ray Ray does her bookings. In Atlanta or whatever. And I think New York. She come home September 5th to figure out what's going on. So she goes down to Remix, which is the property management company. Keep that in mind, because I'm going to talk to you about property management later. She goes there. They basically tell her, they want y'all ev evicted because this is the third time in which y'all almost got evicted because of late payment or no payment at all. So if you know anything about living in a, living in a place where it is a leasing office or a property management company, running it they're super impersonal and after they can afford to get a lawyer where after their 30 on that 31 day mark they can file for eviction so you have to pay on time with them because they will file for eviction if you're just a teensy bit of a day late they don't fuck around there is no grace period there's none of that with them 
they can afford to have lawyers on standby, which will they their lawyers are already ready to just send out a motion to get your ass evicted. Yeah, that's how they make money. So if you're listening to this, be very careful when finding apartments or places to live. Really look up and do the research and figure out what's best for you. So boom. So they like, oh, the landlords want you to go. I'll talk to them, though, and see if they want to work something out. Because Ray Ray is like, well, I got the money. Here's the 2700 right here. It ain't about nothing. So she pays that. Come to find out, she just found out that her credit is a little fucked up because she co-signed a loan for LaShondra a few uh, a few months before. And LaShondra is saying that, um, yeah, I defaulted on that loan, so it's delinquent. So now she's like, oh, bitch, you got me fucked up. You done fucked up my credit. You ain't been paying rent. Oh, I'm not coming back to this house because I'm going to, you know, go ahead and cuss you out. Because then the landlord says, yeah, um, y'all got to leave by September 30th. They do not want y'all to be there. They don't even want you to stay as a, a, a resident or a tenant or whatever. Y'all got to go regardless. They took your money and yeah, you still got to leave. They don't give a fuck. They tired of dealing with this. And it's embarrassing at this point. Boom. They also see that they follow her and her wife on social media. See, sis been all up and through to the Renaissance tour. They're a young black couple. And they're like, no, y'all trying to get over on us. We see you on TikTok. You living your best life. Why you don't got my money? So, boom, then she approaches LaCondra about this, like, what is going on? Like, what do you have to say for yourself? LaCondra tries to beef up and try to fight Ray Ray. So, Ray Ray is like, oh, okay, um, bitch, I will fuck you up in here. Don't do that. So, they start So they start arguing back and forth. She leaves. Come to find out. I'm about to wrap this up so that we can talk about the realty, about why y'all need to listen to me when I say stuff. So... Come to find out, she later finds out through her friends that her wife has borrowed money from several of them, that her wife has a criminal record, that she was stealing money from the church, and that she's been cheating on her, cheating on her, like she found that out after she made this video, but yeah, she found out that she was stealing from the church, her real name is not LaShondra. We don't know what her real name is. She got, she went to jail before for fraud and she stole from two churches in the past. Yeah. How about that? How about it? And this is where we're getting to the lessons I'm about to teach y'all. After getting that tea, I know your, I know your jaw just dropped and that was just a lot. And I, I don't know if I'm a good storyteller. So y'all let me know if I'm a good storyteller, but yeah, jaw just dropped. So this is what I wanted to take from there. Number one, in 2023, you cannot date nobody and not do your due diligence about who they are as a person. You have to do it. I'm sorry. I I don't I don't run a background check on everybody that I date, but like I look shit up because as a person who date men, I never want to date somebody that might be on Megan's wall. That's facts. So I'm looking at a right off the fucking rip. Like, are you on Megan's law? Like, I don't want to put myself in certain positions to be harmed or harm anyone else, right? Number two, I need to see if you like to fight your women. So I'm about to look it up, see if there's a post about you. If you, I'm looking it up because I'm not about to go through that. And three, are you a scammer? 
Are you a scammer? You know, you have to look stuff up. Men, too. Everybody who's out here dating, you should look up to see what type of person you're dating before you go out and date them. It is 2023. I don't fuck around. And even if you don't do it but while you're dating them, but once you get into a relationship, once you be around them, you have to start asking questions. You have to start looking shit up. You have to start paying attention. You have to pay attention to the red flags, right? Like, I'm sorry. I'm going to be Nancy Drew to the day I motherfucking D.I.E. Because at this point, I'm not putting myself in these weird predicaments. I'm not marrying me. Nobody that can potentially harm not only me, but the people around me. And imagine being married to somebody and that's not even their fucking name. Imagine all the, your most personal belongings are around this person. She has possibly have seen your fucking social security number. And a, a fucking con artist has potentially seen your fucking social security number. Be very fucking for real. Be very fucking for real. Listen, I have even heard of somebody finding out that they had screenshotted their that their partner screenshotted their fucking social security number and stayed with them. But that's neither here nor there. Two. Two. You, I commend Miss Ray Ray because that is some very strong boundaries to have. And when you are confident in not only yourself, but in God, and that the fact of the matter is this relationship is, I'm on my way up. What she kept saying is, I didn't even reach my fullest potential. I'm still scratching the surface. This bitch can't go with me there. For real. She cannot. You have to know when to leave people where they got you effed up at. And also, not carry people's secrets for them. Stop carrying people. If somebody do some shit like that to you, if a man is beating on you, stop holding their secrets. Because what they're going to do is go from... Because she ruined somebody, another woman's life. She ruined her whole life. So you have to stop holding people's secrets and stop doing it for face value. I commend her for putting this shit out there because you never know what type of shit she into. You don't know what type of shit this bitch is into. And number one, where the fuck is this money going? You're not paying bills. You don't look fly. You don't have any real hobbies, it seems like. You don't even keep your damn locks up half the damn time. They've been the same goddamn size since LaShondra. I mean, Ray Ray was um, 350 fucking pounds. They've been the same goddamn length. They look like when Batman had twisties on um, Sister Sister. Like, grow the fuck up, LaCondra. Then two, I mean, I don't even know what number on next. The craziest thing you can do is get evicted knowing you have money in your account knowing that at any point you could have just paid the rent knowing that you entrusted your spouse to do the most simple fucking thing like pay the fucking rent i'm gonna tell y'all like this and i say this shit all the time if i don't pay shit else i'm gonna pay my rent i learned that from my mama if i don't pay shit else Everything else will not will get paid when I get it. I will figure out a payment plan. I will do whatever. But when it comes to rent, I'm paying it. 
to fucking risk as a property manager and you know how this shit goes and you know how evictions are and you know that shit goes on your credit to fucking get evicted for no reason, no hardship, just for the fucking fact you decided that I'm not only going to not give them my money, I'm going to then take my wife's half of the fucking rent and I'm not going to pay that either. What the fuck are you doing? Listen, if you are the reason where I got to be fucking possibly be homeless, oh, I will never fucking talk to you again. That is a serious boundary. I don't give a fuck. And that's the shit where people be thinking, because she didn't leave her for cheating. She left her for this because she didn't even know the bitch cheated. Y'all think that cheating is the only deal breaker. There is so many things that happen into relationships that I will bow out before I even, like cheating ain't even, don't scratch the surface enough for me. Fucking putting me at risk of a vulnerable situation, fucking up my money, fucking up my credit, fucking up my name, making me homeless. It is, how are you homeless? And I have money. You have messed up my credit to the point where if they run a credit report, I have a recent eviction on it. I cannot rent. I have to go to court to get this off my name. What kind of sick shit is that? To take my money for the rent. Take my head. Y'all always talk about 50-50. Take my 50 of the 50 and not pay the rent with it. And I'm entrusting you because, uh, I don't know, you're a fucking property manager. That's like your accountant husband does your fucking taxes because, I don't know, he does the shit for a living. And you find out for 10 fucking years he didn't file taxes. And now you're in jail. That's why I say, like, you have to do your due diligence. That All that trusting and leading stuff. You have to still be an adult and make adult decisions. So when men be talking about being submission and don't ask questions, I can't do that because I am a real fucking adult. I can give you the money to sit there and pay the rent, but bitch, I'm checking it. I'm checking these accounts. I'm checking in with the landlord. I'm checking in with the property management company. I'm logging into whatever portal that you use to pay the fucking rent and I'm making sure Because I will never rest and put my fucking livelihood and my life in somebody's hands to do some shit like this to me. So I commend Ms. Ray Ray because sometimes you really just got, that is the epitome of, I am on a trajectory that she could no longer be a part of. And it took a very expensive lesson, a very hard lesson, and this very big trauma to let you know that you are well on your way and you do not need this type of person around you. And I heard that. Because I feel like we try to keep people around and you try to figure out what would make them do something like that. And you're helping them through their mental health, their addictions and their irresponsibility. And it's like, no, they they sacrifice your well-being to satisfy their own. And they're not even it's not even their well-being. They sacrifice your well-being to satisfy whatever fucking thing they got going on that wouldn't mean them any well. You're not the villain in this for leaving. You have to leave people where they got you messed up at. You just have to. That's the only way to move forward in life. You have to sometimes leave people behind that put you in these type of situations where you can no longer come out of. It don't matter how much money in a bank you got. 
If your credit is messed up, then it's hard for you to move, especially move in spaces that you're accustomed to. She can probably find a spot in the hood, but like, why would I find a spot in the hood? And I got 2 million fucking followers on the TikTok it. I get flown out for appearances. I have, I get paid for advertisements. I need the privacy of a nice place. Why the fuck would I do that? And not only that, she might find a nice like place they'll take her in, but they're gonna tax her. She gonna have to probably pay three to four, probably about four different deposits, and have to put pay extra in rent just for the fact that she is a risk. That's the stuff y'all don't be realizing. And then social media wanna fucking drag her, talk about some. Because she lost weight. Why do y'all think because people are big that they don't be begging people? That's another thing. We really gonna talk about it. Why do y'all think big girls can't beg? Or bigger guys can't beg? Why do y'all think big people can't beg? I'm gonna tell you like this. Some of the bitches that I know that that have been big my whole life ain't never not have a nigga. Some of the big men in my life ain't never not have a woman. Be very serious. The, the baddies, the plus-size baddies, always got them a man. Always. I ain't never not see them and still be getting pregnant. Still be living life. Still be giving bad. I don't know why y'all think that everybody carries that such a big insecurity like that. Yeah, we all, everybody got insecurities. But I promise you, it ain't never given it for the most part. Y'all want people to be so bad, feel bad about being big. I don't know why. Y'all have such a weird obsession with that. Like, do y'all not know big people in real life? Like, be absolutely serious. The average size in America for women is a size 12. So it's a little bit more thicker people around here than not. Why the fuck do y'all... And why do you think 220 pounds don't make her plus size anymore? That's still plus size, boo. That ain't skinny. She lost a hell of a lot of weight. But it ain't like she walking around 150 pounds soaking wet. Like, she's still working at it. Or if she happy, she look good to me. But if she happy at this weight, then fine. But, like, let's not act like going from 350 to 220 means that, like, she couldn't. Whoever she pulls still like bigger women. Be serious, assholes. But I, I commend Miss Ray Ray. Because you really got to leave people where they got you messed up at. And ain't no way that no bitch walking around looking like Roger from fucking uh, Sister Sister is going to freaking scan me and everybody around me. And I really hope that she go do, do a, a um, identity check and make sure that she don't got nothing in her name and really figure out what is this lady into. Like, seriously. And I, if y'all want to know more, because I'm, I'm just scratching the surface. It's been so much more stuff came out about this damn lady. Like, y'all got to stop it. Because I'm going to tell you like this. If somebody can get you to, like, listen, especially, like, where I'm from. I don't know where they from. Housing is so sacred. Housing is so hard. This fucking economy is hella expensive. Not everybody has family or friends to lean on to. The fact that you sacrifice my place to live. For your own selfish needs is crazy. I could never trust you.
to get me evicted for no reason. Not because we don't have the money. Not because you lost your job. Not because we're paying for medication for our kid. Not because of no other reason than the fact that you just felt like I don't need to pay them people. And I could do this three times as a property manager, as a woman who is 40 something years old, you should know if you don't know shit else, pay your goddamn rent. And I always tell people, if you can avoid having a property management company, please do it because they don't care. Like I said earlier in the show, they do not care. I worked in case management. I help people find housing. These property managers, especially in Philly, they do not give a shit. They have law offices on standby that regularly file court court um, orders to get you evicted. That's literally somebody's job all day is to check the contract, check who paid, and file for evictions. Pay very close attention. If you live in a city... And I'm going to tell y'all this. If y'all live in Philly, I'll tell you this about Philly. Philly has um, a lo- a place called the Tenants Union Rights Association. I don't know. It's called TURN. I'm going to look it up for y'all. Hold on. I'm going to look up the right information. Because I just hate for this to happen to anybody. Okay, it's the Tenant Union Representative Network. It's on 100 South Broad Street. Basically, you need to go there. If you ever find yourself in a pickle or an eviction, you live in a Philadelphia area, you need to go here if you ever, in in a way, about to get evicted. They can help prolong things. They can help smooth things over. They will give you a, um, a lawyer, somebody to represent you in court, a case manager, somebody to help you out. They might even turn you to resources that you might qualify for assistance. Y'all know, I'm going to tell y'all and I'm going to give y'all tea. You got to know these rules, honey. Especially living in a park. Like before I move into like a place where there's a property management company, I'm going to do my due diligence, really look through them contracts because when they say the 31 day, that they will file for an eviction. They really will. And most of the times when you have an individual landlord that just owns the property and rent it out to you, they're not going to file that because it costs more to get your ass to leave than it is just for you to pay your fucking rent. And usually they can understand. But don't be a dickhead and like not pay your rent for like two, three months. Like if you're just going to be a little late, communicate that. If you're going to be a little late past the, the grace period, communicate that. Or if they want your ass out, get your ass up out of there. Don't be fucking up people's stuff. But yeah, more than likely, like individual lawyers are not going to file. I mean, individual landlords are not going to file for eviction because it's just it's, the cost is way too much for them. You know, just a little tidbit from what I learned in my previous position. But yeah, shout out to Ms. Ray Ray because... I just feel like ain't no way, ain't no mother freaking way that, you know, you can stay with somebody that evicted you, got you evicted in their fucking property management company and they're 45 years old and they have a child. Let's not even forget that LaCondra has a child of her own that lives with them. So you not only made Ms. Ray Ray 
homeless. You did the same for your child. What kind of woman, what kind of mother are you to do some shit like that? I really, I'm going to keep my eye on this because I feel like there is so much shit that they're not even um, scratching the surface about. They're not even scratching the freaking surface about because I don't even, we still don't know what she's been doing with the money. And she's been down at the project um, apartments cheating on Ms. Ray Ray. But yeah, y'all let me know what y'all think about this because, you know, I feel bad. But let's get into the glow up topic. One thing that I realized, I don't know if this is a glow up topic, but this is just some real stuff that I realized. If it ain't one thing, it's another. It's such a real statement as an adult. And I went to church and my pastor was saying basically that life has always been about adversary. There's always going to be things that happen. It's just what you do to get through them. And there has been a lot just happening around me or like, Things that I'm trying to focus on all at once. You know, like I'm trying to get my health together, you know, trying to push forward with my business, with the podcast, like really stand on it and really push myself out there and get my ideas out there. You know, work is very, work is always work. You know, family is family. And it just always seemed like it's like, overflow overflow of things that just always happen and it's like some the other day I was like you know it's hard because most times it's just so hard to put my thoughts on every single thing at one time like everything deserves a certain amount of attention and especially when you also on top of all these things that are intricate I have personal goals that I want to achieve but it always feels like I can never get to it because there's always shit going on. And one of the things I'm just starting to realize, like, shit is always going to happen. Like, my therapist was telling me, she's like, you're always waiting for things to calm down or sacrificing, you know, things that you want to do for other things, you know, stuff with other people or stuff, you know, that you're worried about or that things that you feel like you have to accomplish before you go out and indulge. Like, I was supposed to go on a vacation like three times this year. I ain't been no fucking weird. I have not been outside of Pennsylvania. Except for to go to work in New Jersey. Like, I haven't been on a trip or anything. I haven't done anything this year. And it's because I keep pushing back. This happened. I got to push it back. This happened. And one thing I realized is, like, shit is always just going to happen and I just got to figure the shit out. And it's not saying that I'm not grateful for the life that I have. I'm very grateful for the things that I'm able to do. But I just, and I'm, I don't mind that the reasons, the reasons why I push back were not bad reasons. It's just that I never, when I push things back, I just push it back while I don't put a date on it. So like next time I'm like, I want to go on vacation I want, I need a vacation. It's not even a want at this point. I need to go on vacation. I just need to go ahead and put a date on it. I need to accomplish this goal. I need to go ahead and put a fucking date on it because as everybody else said, my pastor, the therapist, life is just going to continue to happen and you can't keep pushing everything off because it's hard to focus on everything at once. Write down lists, write down goals, write down short-term and long-term goals, Focus on the now and try to just do a little bit every single day of something. But not overwhelming. 
Like, I just have to find ways to organize better. So if you guys have advice about juggling things and juggling life and not, or if you're on a journey where you're tired of putting stuff off too, because there's a lot of other things like education wise that I want to do for myself and business wise, but it just always seemed like there's shit happening. Like there's always things going on or like it's hard to focus on to do everything at one time is what I'm saying. Like, but it's always going to be like that. There will never be a time where shit don't happen. And the real statement that I ever heard my mom always say, if ain't one thing, it's another. And and my mom not really somebody that complains. She just deals, you know, she deals with shit as they come. And I think, like, I just, I think this, for me, I get too anxious. I get worried. And I feel like I'm not doing enough. And then it stops me from just doing. Or I'm always just worried about things, you know, like, oh, you know, I can't do this because... I'm worried about that. I can't do this. I can't sacrifice, you know, uh, can't get a vacation because I also have this, this, that, and the third. And it's just like, no, just relax. You can do it. You can go on your vacation. Nothing's going to happen if you go on vacation. Nothing's going to happen. Like, go on vacation and come back. Because if you don't go on vacation, you're going to lose your shit. If you don't accomplish this goal, there'll be another year of saying that you want to do this and you haven't. And then it's going to be, and it makes me sad when I have things that I wanted to accomplish and I keep seeing it every year. Like every year I keep seeing the same thing and I haven't done it. And I'm tired of seeing it. I don't want to write that down going into the new year this year. Like I don't want to write down and repeat the same shit that I wrote last year that I said I wanted to accomplish and I didn't. Not saying that I haven't accomplished things this year, but I don't want to keep writing the same fucking goals down. Over and over and over. Like the next time I write these goals down, that's the let I'm I'm writing it down. I'm checking that shit off. I'm checking it off because I gotta stop putting like life is gonna happen, shit happens, but I always come through and I always God always comes through for me and I always um have you know greatness, you know. Even if things don't go the way that I thought it would. I have always received better, if that makes sense. Like, I thought I needed something, you know, let's say, like, I, you think you need, like, it's, let's say, like, relationships. I think I need this person. I want to be with this person. And I have always been like, okay, two tears in a bucket, fuck it. Like, it's over. Okay. I might meet somebody that's way more better. Or, you know, when you're applying for jobs and you really wanted one job and you didn't get it, but you get another job that you really didn't care for, but you're like, whatever, I needed a job. And that job be way better. You find out that the benefits way better. The work-life balance is way better. The salary is way better. The people are way better. You can work from home. Like you just start seeing all the goodness because you were just so worried about this one opportunity. And it's like, that might not even be the opportunity that you needed that might not be the space that wasn't for you that's why you didn't get it that ain't for you what's for you is not going to lose you and i gotta keep that in mind and stop putting stuff off so y'all hold me accountable and check in with me in a few months and be like girl we ain't see you post no vacation pics what happened did you write did you start working on that goal yet like i need accountability in that way And I do receive it in a lot of ways, but 
I, you know, it just seems like when you're trying to push ahead and do stuff all the time and trying to get things done, um, other it just starts getting overwhelming and you start to try to psych yourself out. And I'm trying not to do that. So I'm trying to stand on all 10 and get things done and be the boss bad bitch that I am and roll with the punches and not, you know, be scary. So y'all let me know what y'all think. Um, tune in to the podcast. Um, tap in with me on Instagram at JST Let It Glow. We are on Twitter. I'm still calling it Twitter at Just Let It Glow. We are also on TikTok at um, Just Let It Glow Pod. Um, you can also um, always access um, the link in my bios on like Instagram and Twitter. And you can see all of the um, links. I also have a book link for the challenge up on our Instagram. Um, so if you want to find a book to read, you can check that out. If you want to suggest the book, check that out. I also had some fire ass feel good playlists on both Apple and Title. Those are the they are also linked on my link tree, which you can find on the bio for all my social media pages. So JST Let It Glow on Instagram, just let it glow on Twitter. You know, tap in, let me know but what you think about these uh playlists. Join the challenge. We are glowing up this month. Like, join it. Tap in with me. Ask questions. Join the live this Sunday at 8 p.m. And talk with the rest of the glow up girlies. They're ready to experience this next glow up. So, as always, I appreciate y'all for listening and tuning in and rocking with me. I appreciate you all for sharing. I appreciate you guys for joining the glow up challenge. And um, I appreciate the space that y'all allow me to create and flourish in. I really love it. I love connecting with you all. I love for us to find safe space within each other and talk about things that have real, real good conversations. Um, so this um, Sunday, like I said, it's a very cool live on my podcast page. Tip in. Um, I think if you guys want to, you could join the live and talk with me too. So just let us know what it is, what you want to do. Tap in um, and share with a friend and see if they want to glow up with you too. Bye.